Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome once again to the Rise and Run podcast. We're so happy that you're here. I'm Bob. I'm here with part of the Rise and Run gang tonight. I'm here with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Allie. Hi, friends. With Jack. Hi. And with John. How you doing? Missing tonight are Alicia and Lexi, but fear not, my friends. We have an exciting group assembled, and we've been looking forward to this. I know. I'm pretty sure they have. Let me introduce to you our friends from the Run Dopey Facebook group. And let me see if I can do this. We've got Adalis. Woo! Hello. Beautiful. John. Hello. We've got Laura. Hi, everyone. Leslie. Hey, guys. Paula. Hello there. And Chris. Hi, everyone. I've not seen more pre-show publicity for anything we've done. This is episode 41. Uh, we thought people were fired up for Jeff. Chris Twiggs had a pretty big audience. We had some other folks, uh, Brittany Charbonneau. But holy smokes, the amount of Facebook chatter for this one. The best of all, of course, is our buddy Joe. Virtual Run Joe, who puts up this morning. So no pressure, gang, but Joe's watching and he's expecting big things from y'all we will try to deliver he's the best well we do too I, I the first couple episodes that we had i think we mentioned joe every week because he always had a virtual run going on then we had him on an episode we actually had him on the episode right before christmas because as you may or may not know uh joe is a huge uh christmas fan i don't know if that's the right word he decorates the house he has people over neat stuff so Hey, we're going to talk about the Run Dopey Facebook group at length uh, as the program goes on, but let's start as we usually do, and we'll talk about, I want to talk about the training plans, but I'm not going to go around the room as I have in the last couple episodes. Let's just take a look at what's coming up in this week, which is week four, I think, of training. If you're using the Galloway plan, you've got your Tuesday run, your Thursday run, and the long run now is out to five and a half miles. It was three last week. It's up to five and a half. That's the way this is going to work for a little while. It's going to bounce back and forth. It's going to go up to a bigger number and then back to three and then up to a bigger number and then back to maybe four. And that's the way Jeff builds for us. I don't want to go around the room, but anybody have anything they want to highlight about their training this week? Anything go particularly well, particularly bad? Uh, Jack, go ahead. So I had a friend that had sent me the workout that, um, oh, what's her, oh, Mighty Thor, Natalie Portman oh, did to get her yeah. arms just the way they were. Oh and my. so I decided to try some of it. Oh, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> Jack, raise your, like, yeah, raise your hand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I did three, I, I didn't do the whole thing, but I do plan to continue it. Um, because it was so interesting. Like you had reverse planks. 
I had side planks with a twist. Um, God, there's a few others. I was like, I was shaking. I was shaking by the end of it, but it was so fantastic. Um, Good deal, Jack. Yeah. Good deal. If you could find it, if anything, maybe I'll like link it somewhere so you guys could try it out too, if you want to, but it's a great uh, upper body and back workout too. Yeah, I don't want to. No, no, thank you. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I was sore for two days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Allie, you had something. Yeah. I had been, I don't know if you you listened to the last couple episodes, I was kind of down in the dumps about my training. And um, I had some really great, I always have some really great accountability friends, like my friends Heidi, Casey, Jen, Smash, and Belle. We're all together in a group and we all chat all the time. But I had a very surprising accountability friend. And a member of CTP kind of heard me down in the dumps and messaged me and said, I want to be your accountability buddy. So when's your next long run? I said, it's tomorrow. And they said, okay, I'm going to message you tomorrow. And that was Chad. And Chad is awesome. Um, and I yeah, big Chad, big Chad. Yeah. Love Chad. Yep. Oh my goodness. Chad is awesome. And so eleven AM rolled around and I was like, he's not gonna he's not gonna message me. I'm just gonna skip my run. And eleven oh one came along and he had yeah. messaged me. <laughs> and and I gotta say he got me up and out and I just really appreciated it. And I got a I got a new magic mile time out of it too. So it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So you, thanks, Chad. You guys may remember Chad. Chad was on, I don't have it in front of me what episode he was on, but Chad ran the, uh, through the years where he ran 400 miles in a week. So that's an yeah, interesting he's amazing. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, with our run dopey friends, some of them are sitting together. I don't know if Paula or Chris has their hand raised, but one of them does. I am currently using the Galloway method. I've used the Galloway method for dopey training many years in a row. Uh, it's definitely works for me um, in my busy set schedule. Last year, I actually did something interesting. I was training for an, uh, an ultra and I incorporated my dopey training and kind of uh, pushed it up further into October because my race uh, was in mid-October here. So I actually have done a few 50Ks before, but this time I actually was going for a 50-miler trail race, all-weekend race here in New Hampshire. And I was very anxious about it, but I was able to use kind of a dopey sim uh, running back-to-back, sim Galloway method, back-to-back on tired legs, uh, increasing uh, volume with the rest periods in between, which was good. Definitely needed to you know, get injured. But I was actually able to complete a 50-mile trail ultra in October by using that kind of method and tweaking a little bit and kind of did pretty much a whole dopey um, leading up to it as my final kind of big long run on a long, a long weekend. Uh, so that worked really well for me. This this year, I'm actually doing the same. I'm going back to the same uh, trail race in October with some friends from Run Dopey, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And we're going to have a party up there. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Dallas is coming. Uh, Tess is running it. Laura's running it. And uh, Chris, you're going to come and see us. And Allie's actually running the same race. Oh, yeah. We found out that we were running the exact same race. Yes. It's so funny. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of fun and shenanigans. It's going to be wonderful if we, if we don't die. But 
Um, but this year I'm actually <laughs> going to try to go for bigger miles. Um, so I'm a little nervous about that. So I have been using uh, dopey training, but also I am like pushing up the miles in volume to survive this. I'm going to try to go for hundred K this year. Awesome. Bruce, how about you? So when I was doing my, uh, my training in 2019 for Dopey 2020, I, um, I, I didn't use Galloway. I, can I, can I say this here? I, I use the Higdon method. No, no, that's a good method. Get yep. out. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I felt like that, it, that it had been the method that I had used for all of my other training, uh, marathon before that, as well as goofy. Um, the one thing I did find, and I wanted to, to comment on this was that, I, I actually modified the Higdon. Um, I, I took out one of the running days because I felt like it was too much running for, for my body uh, and, and used that the, that day for cross training. But what I did was I actually incorporated the Galloway method that the, um, the sawtooth increasing of mileage every other weekend. I felt like that was something that really worked for me both physically and mentally. I really liked being able to go out and, you know, one weekend have a big, big run, big weekend run that was really good. And then the next weekend kind of just dial it back, use it almost like a, not, not a recovery run, but just a, a smaller distance run that following weekend. And then the weekend after that, boom, go big again with another big increase in my distance. And it really, really worked out for me well, like I said, mentally and physically during my, uh, during my dopey training. Yeah, I need that mentally, that short run right after a long run too. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much that really does th- does work for you. I can't do the increment one mile up every weekend thing. I I did that before in the past, one of my other training uh, training you know uh, years, and I found that it just it it didn't work for me in in the headspace. I'm much better off you know going up than going back a little bit, than going up again a little more. It just feels feels better to me. Yeah. Well, well, Hal Higdon's plan is certainly a very well-established and successful plan. So, of course, it, it works for people. Um, in the Galloway plans, the the reason they do that, what you described, sawtooth, one thing the Galloway plan remembers is after your long run, you don't stop. you got to keep training. So it gives you a chance to relax and recover a little bit. Chris, with the... Uh... The Hal Higdon plan, did you start that in September when his plan starts for Dopey? Or did you you like use the uh, Galloway method? Because I know a lot of people use the Galloway method up to when Hal starts because Hal starts his first week with a 13-mile run. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I definitely did not start with the 13-mile with run. Um, I sort of uh, – when I, when I did my uh, – because I'm an engineer, I did a spreadsheet with all of my training. And I actually, you know, started – I started with the – the Higdon week one, and I made a week zero, a week negative one, a week negative two, and backed it up, you know, I think at least seven weeks or so, maybe eight, where I had my pre-training before my training. And it was sort of a, a hybrid. It was kind of Galloway-esque, you know, kind of kind of Higdon-esque. You know, I, I sort of did one of those, uh, like a remix of the two together to, to get me to that point where... I, I definitely couldn't drop in just at that half marathon distance. I was summers. I am not the person who goes out and, and runs in the heat or gets up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning or runs at midnight, like some people in this group. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that I, I knew I had to, to build up to those miles, um, you know, somehow. And I, I, I figured that was the right way to do it. 
I'm also uh, modifying my training because along with Dopey, I have some big runs in October. I have my first ultra that I'm doing with some of our Dopeys, and I also won the New York City Lottery Marathon, so I'll oh, be doing that. good for in you. Awesome. So yeah. for this week, my modification included a challenge did with John as well and a couple other, another moderator in the group. We did the South Carolina Reaper, and the challenge of the Reaper was running in the heat. It's it's a, we had an ultra, a marathon, a half, and a like 10K. And the half started at 2.15 in the afternoon. Ooh. And you did a segment, 2.62 mile segment, and you had 45 minutes to do your segment. And then whatever time minus that, you could cool down. And then you started again at the next 45 minute mark. I thought I was prepared for this challenge. But when I got there, even though my pace was within what I wanted to do. After the third lap, I tapped and pulled myself out because of the heat. I, I felt it was the closest I've ever gotten to true heat exhaustion. And I was a little nervous and I, and I, I tapped after three laps. Well, I don't and blame so you. the highlight of this week for myself was uh, dealing with the disappointment of DNF and how we recover from that. And, um, one of the things about our group and talking about the good and the bad and the ugly, it's not always these runs always aren't always rainbow, great, you know, fantastic runs. Sometimes we have really disappointing. And so we, we did a post in there talking about it, how how it feels, how it's OK to be disappointed in the run, but still feel proud of how you showed up and still keep going with it. So really a great part of Run Dopey is the support that you get within the community and talking about all aspects of running, not necessarily just the, hey, these are great things that we're doing. Um, sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. And so it was a really big learning lesson for me this week in the run and listening to my body, but then also having just the support of everyone is just amazing. Could not agree more. I, I think that's what I love about the Run Disney community in general. And you guys certainly embody that. You mentioned the heat. I wanted to talk briefly to our friends in Europe uh, we we talk about the heat over here in the states, and it's hot. It's hot. Parts of Texas today hit triple digits. I'm pretty sure, and I suspect other places did too. I hadn't looked, but Heathrow Airport hit 40 degrees centigrade today. That's 104, friends. 104, as we commented, uh, the, the airport I think was closed for a while. So our friends, I know we, and I hate to list people because I'm going to leave somebody out, but our friends, Amy, Rob, Nick, Pete, Peter, you guys over there, stay cool. Uh, I also noticed in the Netherlands, they were at 38 degrees centigrade. That's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. We have our friends Arno and Laura there, and I know we have more friends than that because we do fairly well in the Netherlands, but I, I shouldn't list people if I can't list them all, but that's all I no, but I also noticed that in Riga, Latvia, it was a high of 77 today. I mentioned that because we're the 38th most popular running podcast in Latvia, and we have no idea why. If you're a Latvian listener, God bless you. We appreciate you. <laughs> Hello, uh, Latvia. We're yeah, not, hi. Yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> we're not, yeah. I'm, yeah. Hey, drop us a line if you really are. That'd be terrific. The only thing I would add is I am substituting one running workout a week with an aqua jog. It helps with my uh, recovery. It's less stress on this knee, and it's a good way to get your endurance, to work on your running form. 
And simply what it is, is you get a flotation belt, not expensive. Just look for an aqua jogging belt on Amazon. And I hit into the water and there are aqua jogging routines. Like for instance, yesterday I went, well, you always warm up for about five minutes. And then I went hard for a minute, easy for a minute, hard for two minutes, easy for a minute. It's a ladder thing. Got all the way up to hard for five minutes and then backed it down. One, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. By the time I do five minutes at the end, I've got about 45 minutes in the pool. It's an excellent workout and one that you can use to substitute for your uh, road running workouts if it gets too hot or it's especially good for recovering from lower limb injuries. So aqua jogging, do a Google search or drop me a note at, uh, here we go. I haven't said this before. Drop me a note at bob at riseandrunpodcast.com. Ah, brand new, brand new. John set that up for us. So you can email me there or put it into one of our Facebook groups. Hey, gangs. I said gangs. Okay. That's, that's everybody. Wine and dine medals came out this week. What did you think? What did you think? I I love them and I'm not signed up. So I have serious FOMO. (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. John, what'd you have? So I'm digging the, I'm digging the medals. I'm digging the themes. I know some people are wavering on it because I guess really not understanding what they are, but I mean, as a music lover, I like how they're theming on music. I think it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, they are, aren't they? That's cool. Okay, so I love the challenge medal. I think that's so amazing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It have, yeah, I mean, it opens up and there's a genie. How magical right, is right, that? So right, your right. one wish has come true. I hope um, so. But, <laughs> but um, I feel like the 10K, I wish it was just a little bit more special. I don't know. I don't know. I've also never seen the movie, which I feel really bad about. It's on my list of ones to watch. But I feel like they could have done better with the 10K and be a little bit more creative. I love the Coco one. as as, It's like a guitar and everything. I thought that was cool and epic. But the half marathon is nice. Yes, they are definitely way better than I was expecting. My expectations were really low. (laughs) I really signed up for it because I wanted to do races in the year. So it was like, oh. I really like them, but my favorite is Coco, definitely. I love all of the medals, and I really love the way the soul medal is like four pieces that spin. My only criticism is I don't like the I did it on it. I feel like that kind of cheapens Mm -hmm. it a little bit. Yes, it does. Thank you. That's interesting. It's unique, all right. Not sure yeah, why they it did just that. makes it feel like when you do a challenge, it's 19.3 miles, and that's this like amazing thing. And then the I did it makes it feel like, I don't know, like something like a five year old could do. Like, I did. Oh, it. I don't know. You know, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just makes it feel like small for me. <laughs> I have never seen such divisive comments on a set of medals before. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we put up the little chat box, you know, in our, you know, Instagram feed this week. And, you know, even just as we were chatting here, you know, there's people that absolutely love them. And then there's people that just do not care for them at all. I feel like I lie somewhere in the middle. I'm excited for the 5K medal because it's going to be the first time that my wife and my daughter are joining me for a run Disney race. And as a family, we really love Coco. So I was very intrigued by that medal. 
I'm confused as to why it is so dark, especially for how many vibrant colors there are in that movie. But I did see some analysis. Now, granted, this is pure speculation on this person's part, not on mine. But from what I read, they thought that maybe there's the possibility that it could glow in the dark. Yeah. And maybe that's one of the reasons why. it. And if that is the case, and I will will take back every negative thing I said (laughs) about it being dark, because that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, As someone who does enjoy Raya and The Last Dragon, heck, I'm I'm wearing a Raya shirt right now. (laughs) I do agree. I think they could have added a little bit more to it. But again, I'm still very confused. I was reading the whole Disney Parks blog post, and... That somehow, you know, they're trying to tie the themes of music and then the food and wine festival into this whole weekend. It's super muddled and super confusing. So I, I, I don't get it. So I, I thought they could have done a little bit better on Raya. But I will say, and this was, and again, another um, interesting take I saw on Instagram is, does anyone find a, an interesting correlation between the challenge medal from Springtime Surprise and the soul medal for the half? That it's like that same spinner design that, you know, they're wondering if it was like, oh, yeah. the, you know, they took that concept and they and they tried to bring it over. So, again, I, I'll, I'll be in the camp of I like them, but I don't love them. Um, let me just say first that, um, Greg, that's super exciting about your family 5K. Um, I just did that with my husband and my two kids who are six and eight this past princess for the 5K. And um, it was a great experience. It was a learning experience, but uh, oh, I'm sure, yeah, mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> we might wait a couple more years to do it again, but uh, <laughs> it was great. yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get my daughter up at two thirty in the morning, but we'll 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 figure that one out. Yeah, she'll be, that was she'll a be little excited. challenging, and then they just wanted to run, like they didn't understand that we were going to stop for character. So I think I needed to do a better job preparing them for the fact that. We might do a little bit of running, but really it was about taking pictures with characters and just having fun and kind of walking through the parks. All right, I'll kind of summarize. I I think they're fine. I like them. I really, <laughs> I don't care that much. You know, I go down there. I love Run Disney. I love the event. I love seeing friends. And the fact that they give me a medal, well, that's just a, well, they don't give it to me. I pay for it, but that's just a bonus. I did make this comment, though. On somebody's comment, I said, look, the pictures don't always do the medals justice. And as soon as they hang them around your neck, by golly, they're beautiful. So I'll leave it at that. All right, friends, that's wonderful. Uh, But let's get to the heart of this week's episode and why we invited all these crazy characters here to join us. Let's talk about if you don't, if, if you're one of the few listeners out there who don't know what we're talking about. Run Dopey is a Facebook group that has been really quite successful, got a large following. And let me start by asking, guys, how did it start? So I'll start. This is Laura. Um, and my sister and I, we dreamed this group into fruition long before we ever dreamed that we could do long distance running. We we, one of these days, we'd love to do the Dopey Challenge. It was this milestone that we honestly never thought we could get to. But we just kept talking about it and dreaming about it. And when it came time and we actually signed up, of course, we jumped into several uh, Facebook groups to get support, to ask questions. We were nervous. And we were in a larger group that we noticed 
had a lot of different training plans and a lot of different ideas that people were talking about. And she really wanted something that was um, specifically for the Galloway method. And she also wanted something that was very supportive and inclusive. And she said, I'm going to start a Facebook group. And I think we probably started with about 50 to 75 initial members, uh, founding founding members who came in and, and she basically just put it out there, said, hey, I'm starting this that's specifically for Galloway. And it, it started from that and it just simply grew <laughs> exponentially. And oh, wonderful. yeah, it grew pretty quickly, too. Right. We started, so we started in with the, and, and putting posts. She wanted to do an app that never came about. We're talking about maybe next year, getting it together and doing something where there's an app that has reminders and things to post. But um, it ended up being something that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then the long runs posting some, you know, uh, Hey, don't forget, this is what we're doing. And it, it just really grew from there. But by the time we went to, or by the time we had our first dopey, um, in 2020, we had about um, almost, I think, 700 members at that point. Um, after Dopey, it, it still continued to grow. And um, it was just amazing. And it has still grown since then. I mean, it's just been, so we've added moderators. She was the, really the only moderator that was doing it. Once it got a little bit out of hand, she said, I need help and um, handpicked our admins and our moderators based on, you know, seeing them in the group and their support. Because one of the things, again, that she was very, we were both very adamant about was being, we wanted it to be a friendly, supportive, nice community. Um, new people coming in and maybe asking some of the same questions that other people had asked. We didn't want anyone feeling um, shut down or, you know, we wanted to be able to answer all questions and just have a lot of, it's a very positive support group. Well, Laura, terrific. Yeah. You know, we kind of, Alicia's not here. Alicia started the run Disney motivational team a couple years ago, and she'll tell you same guiding, same guiding principles. Uh, everybody inclusive. She was tired of seeing all the groups where people were uh, being nasty toward one another and said, the rules here are, you have to be nice or you have to be nice or I'll kick you out. <laughs> If if you knew Alicia, that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, and and you're growing. You, you've grown very fast. That's outstanding. Yeah. So right now, if you look at the group, we're about we're well over three and a half or three point seven thousand followers, group members, however you want to look at it. Um, but the greatest thing about it is is that so as an admin team with anybody, we, you know, we monitor incoming, you know, uh, member requests. And as we do, you know, we try to make a personal and ask, you know, what's your motivation? What's, why are you joining? All right. I mean, because, you know, who all wants to have a bot come into a group? Oh, yeah, right. And, uh, and, and just, you know, and just plug their, their podcast. No, I'm just joking. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's, but it's just, you know, so, and we even, we even, at that point, we even stop and go, hey, look, you haven't answered a question. We ask you a question. So, we reach out to them. So like my duty, my duty as a group is, is I do the member request. And so if I don't see, if I don't see a question answered, it's like, Hey, this is an admin, you know, I'd love to have you come in, answer a question. Let me know what your motivation is. Let us know why you want to come in. And then from that point on, I, when I joined, I joined in late in like early, early, early group, like right as it came through the, what the end of, end of June, July. And I went through a 
very serious bout of anxiety where I was shut down. But it's these people that are in front of you right now that you see that had really, really supportive and helped through and talked me through things and got me to where I needed to be and even ran with me for 2020 Dopey, which again, it's what makes family. It's what makes us family, not just internet strangers. Yep. Yep. Well, I was going to say, John, you're not that selective. I'm a member, so (laughs) your standards are not quite as high as you think they are, but they're still pretty high. (laughs) I still don't think you actually answered the questions, if I remember. Oh, you didn't have questions back then. I I was a member from from almost the get-go. And, so uh, you should be, yeah. So Bob, you'll receive no an email questions. from me coming soon. Uh-huh. Uh, Bob at riseandrunpodcast.com. Okay. You got it. Um, <laughs> hey, one of the one of the strengths of your group, at least early on, was your virtual runs and the uh, medals and the shirts. And uh, I will tell you, I did the run from Rona. And uh, tell us about those. Dallas, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so... That was an effort that Tessa and I started uh, when obviously everything shuts down uh, with um, coronavirus. We started like, oh my God, we need to keep people motivated. Uh, And we thought that the best way to do that, it was with uh, virtual runs. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that think that virtual runs are not like as motivating. But at that time, I think it was something that it was very, very needed, and people got excited about it. Uh, our first one was Rona, and then we continued with, uh, because it wasn't like completely Disney-related, and but people could identify with it. Uh, but then we continued with uh, Run Grumpy, because but continue with the, you know, all races are canceled, so everybody's it's grumpy. We are dopeys, but we are grumpy right now. So we were like <laughs> passing like all the uh, stages of uh, the dwarfs, you know, like we are dopeys, but now we're grumpy and some, uh, sometime we are going to be happy. <laughs> but the yeah, good thing there about, you go. uh, <laughs> so the good thing about the virtuals is like first we work together towards the goal uh, as a group because we have like a uh, a date and event to run together virtually and uh obviously it helped me like a lot because obviously on when coronavirus hit i completely not lost my job but kind of because i was completely off work i'm a speech language pathologist so it was like completely off and i was like I was driving, I was getting crazy. Um, so I started that project making shirts and- um, Which you did very was, well, by the way. Life changing, thank you, thank you about that. Um, yeah, very well. And it was life changing. And uh, the other thing is that we actually uh, give the proceedings to charity. So we were doing like, you know, a lot of things uh, at the same time with with that. So I think it was a very nice thing to do with our group and definitely needed at that time. We organized some uh, virtuals of our own and we set the uh, the dates for it. Uh, like for example, we did the Rona back in 2020. We did uh, Run, uh, Run Grumpy was in 2020 as well. Um, then we did the I Runs for Snacks 
and uh, we did the anniversary run, the Run Derby anniversary run. And all of those uh, virtual runs, we had like a weekend that people can complete it um, and they receive their package with the shirts and the and the medal and they post like pictures and they could uh, could choose their distance. So it's, it wasn't like everybody can join. Like it's not like it, it needs to be like a lot of miles, you know, like a full marathon or half or that kind of stuff. It was like, you want to do a 5K out of it? Cool. You want to do a 10K? Cool. Everybody is welcome. So it was like uh, the the um, the goal. It was like get everybody moving. Uh, all the time. Um, all the time that a lot of people lost motivation because they didn't have any life races. Put on top of what Adela said was is also too is that not only did we do the the virtual just single races, but we also went did challenges. We threw out the the you know like a wine and dine version of our our own wine and dine version with the, the you know the evil villains and you know so which the ladies put together which was great and you know the shirts three medals a challenge and had people run their own distances whether it was a five ten and a half but they did that uh virtually and posted them up just like everybody else with their runs with you know kudos and all so don't forget the villains virtual challenge also. That was amazing. It was a whole challenge that we did. Remember, we, ladies, we call it the Mopey for Dopey challenge. We kind of um, put together little challenges amongst ourselves and then open it up to the group where we ended up running. You can run like 48.6 miles over the week if you wanted to. Or you could do the distances on Dopey Weekend and posted and shared with each other and took pictures and selfies and everything, you know, Dopey dolls, Dopey ears as much as we could to kind of be together um, running that distance on a weekend that we all wish we could have been there in real life for people that couldn't. And the people that were down there doing it, we were so psyched for them and cheering them on. But The innovation in the designs that I think our group brought to the table, you know, it wasn't good enough just to do a regular medal. Like, you know, we were like, let's make the villains medals glow in the dark. And um, wait, we haven't added lights to something. Let's add lights. So we did that for the Dopey Dash. And then, um, you know, we had ones that were spinners. We had a a bunch of different types of um, metals, which I think was really cool to see. Um, And then I think my favorite thing about the virtual runs was just the fact that they weren't just... Sure, they were motivating and the medals were awesome and their shirts were amazing and we had a great time doing them. But the fact that it gave back was even better. You know, we picked a charity before when we were deciding on, what you know, the run and our concept and we would decide on the charity that we were going to donate the money to. And I think that was the really special thing that, um, I don't know, I just hadn't seen a lot of groups doing that. I think one of the things that, our group really does well as we make lemonade out of lemons better than anybody else. And one of the, the shining examples that is still the stuff of legend in Rundopi are the upside down Turkey medals. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was just one of those things. And that might've, that was way back. Yeah. That was, it feels like it was forever ago, but um, I figured we'd have to bring it up, and I know I Dallas and Leslie both want to talk about it, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up now and let them do it. It was like when I opened those medals, 
and I just realized it was a really cute turkey with uh, running shoes and the dopey um, hat, and it, it's, it was a spinner, and the other side has the turkey legs on it. And when I opened the medals and I just realized that the, the, the turkey was upside down, I was like, oh my God, what are you going to do? So I reached out for, to Leslie that she's a magician with words, with words. And it was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So, and we started like, um, talking about it. It was like, what if we make it like a good thing? You could get a lucky turkey. <laughs> so upside downs they were like some random and then people ended up like wanted to have an upside down turkey if they received the correct one they were like disappointed so disappointed, that was yeah. really cool when she told me that and she was like i don't know what to do because half of them are already packed like there's only a few left and i can tell you you know some of these are upside down. So I'm sure that there's others that are upside down in the packages I've already packed and I'm not unpacking all of them. No. And so we came up with this idea like, well, maybe they're lucky. There and you so go. in the meantime, so, you know, we knew some people might be upset about it. And so they did contact the company and they offered to replace the ones that were upside down. And so we said, you know, let us know if you have an upside down turkey and we can replace it. Well, People didn't want to replace they it. They didn't do it. How about that? Really wanted the upside down turkey. So I think I ended up with a couple of upside down turkeys, and I was like, "No, I'm good. I want to keep them. This is like that's a special medal here." That's a great story. I like that. We mentioned earlier about the charity support through the virtual runs, but one of the things um, also of legend that the Run Dopey group did was the infamous Run Dopey Gooders, and I do not have a pair of them. I unfortunately just waited and said, you know, I'm going to wait till next year when I do my first dopey officially and I'm going to wait and get them. And now you can't get them anymore. And so I have unfortunately a knockoff pair um, of them. But I personally was just so appreciative and shocked when I got a donation to my charity um, from you guys. And I, couldn't believe it there the charity support that you give to the members as well is just awesome so you had a thread um and at the time i was going to try for dopey but i ended up doing goofy instead because of work commitment um and you guys donated to my charity and it was it was so awesome um so thank you very much <laughs> you can't see it because it's a podcast but everybody is wearing right. their sunglasses <laughs> i was going to bring that up <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm suddenly looking at a bunch of people with sunglasses on. That's cool. Very cool. Guys, one of the things of many that you do very well is uh, is merchandising. Merchandising shirts, your glasses. Uh, how about telling us about that a little bit? Ladies, we, we have a custom run dopey fabric coming out. Uh, they'll be able to uh, make all sorts of products with that. Uh, we have some really great ideas and some um, sewists that will be working on that. Uh, I think we have... One of the things we have, we've talked to the people at uh, sweat, uh, Junk Headbands. That may be a possibility down the road. I have some connections with them. I connected with them uh, during the Boston Marathon Expo. Great guys. And um, we could put something together for the group with that. Yeah, I think the neat thing about the fabric is that it's, it's just fabric. So, like, 
we can make anything out of it. You know, like like Paula said, there are people in the group who who can who can work that fabric. So it's not like we're going to be only offering headbands or we're only going to be offering you know, you know wristbands or something like that or hats. It, it can be a skirt. You can have you know you can have shirts made. You can have a scarf made. You can have almost anything that you can think of that's made out of fabric. It can be made. So it's it's going to be really neat to see what people can come up with and do with the with the Rundopi fabrics. I'm thinking of my sewing skills. I think I could make a napkin, but the edges would probably fray <laughs> after I cut it out. I'd love to see a six pocket metal holder. That is the one that they've actually talked a lot about. That that's going to be definite possibility. We've also talked about like bags. Oh yeah, shirts. swing packs, fanny packs. Oh yeah, we want to bring it way back. Yes. But yes. there's also two different, there's like a light purple and there's a darker black. So there's two different yes. options too. Yes. I'm just wanted to mention about uh, the new logo that we came up with uh, very recently uh, because uh, we want it to be like ours, you know, like something that is not seen anywhere else. And actually like, okay, it's but that's hashtag from Jopi. That's no other um way to look at it so um and we did it for celebrate our third anniversary and it was really special one of the other things too that's really special and unique to the group is the um, t-shirts that idolis makes and i know that i've probably bugged her to buy 10 of them this week um but i got one that was really special that says dopey in training and i'm probably going to wear it every single time i go out for a run so i'm excited about that too there's always something great and you know i hope that someday gooder does come back and do the run dopey glasses again because i know there's a lot of us in the group that just didn't didn't do it didn't make it in and and we're begging for them <laughs> yeah we we feel really that it was a special moment doing the glasses i i don't know if we really had anything at least that i can remember that involved all of the the mod squad team and all their skills, whether it was communicating with Gooder to get them done, actually physically buying them, the the getting ready for the shipment. Um, you know, Idalis basically sent everything here to New Hampshire. You know, all the packaging, all the labels, everything, and all we had to do was have a little party and stick them inside envelopes that she already prepared for us. I mean, it was utterly amazing how we came together as a group and everyone used their skills and we really did something special in that. It was, it was fun. And, you know, we do, we feel bad that we can't do it again. I mean, it it was a lot of effort and it's not something we would repeat all the time because it was a big deal, but we do feel bad when we see people that really wanted the glasses like you, Allie, and, you know, thought, Oh, I'll do it next time. Or, have just joined the group recently, you know, not the ones who joined the group just saying, oh, I want glasses. You know, the ones who, who joined the group see the glasses and are like, this is really cool. So, you know, it would be be wonderful if there was that opportunity again. I think now that we know it almost can't happen with Gooder, we're like, oh, it's too bad it can't happen again. Plus your awesome Photoshopping skills on all of the advertisements for them. If you haven't seen them, go through the Run Dopey group and look for them because they're hilarious. I, I really did the the week leading up to it, uh, trying yeah. to drum up sales. I was I got thumb cramps from from all <laughs> working with with Photoshop on my phone. We had no idea. It was kind of an experiment. We thought we really had no idea. 
if we had we talked now, like if we would have known, we would have ordered a lot more of them. But yes. oh, I understand <laughs> that. Yeah, we're, we're kind of wrestling with that will, ourselves. Hopefully, it will happen again, but we don't we don't want to promise. Anything. No promises. No promises. This is a lot of work. And in Dallas is and Tessa, a lot of yes. behind the scenes hard work, and yes. we got to have fun. They're all shipped here to this very house, my house, and we had a party here, packing party, and um, sent them all with love. But it, yeah. yeah. Dallas, big kudos. She, she did a tour. I thought the all. boring part, they had the fun part. <laughs> you know what, though? We think everybody in, everybody in the mod squad, and even the extended members that are very involved with us, um, we actually FaceTimed many people in so they could be part of the receiving, shipping party, yeah. packing party. Yep. We had them. Actually, it's funny. We had all the phones together at one point so they could all see each other, too. <laughs> we had way too much fun with it here. Yes, but, yes, way too much. Um, yeah, New Hampshire's tax. We had a lot of savings as well. <laughs> just one comment. If you thought Chris's Photoshop skills were great with the gooders, just wait to see what he does with the podcast. <laughs> I've I've been uh I've been having some fun for sure. Do you work today? Oh work okay. yeah. Day? yeah, I I will be looking forward to that, I promise. Gang, a lot of fun here. What's the future for Run Dopey? So I'll, I'll take that, Bob. Um, so we've we've been knocking around a few things to make the group more interactive, more relatable, and for more people to be um, involved. So the one thing that a couple things we're thinking about doing. One is to possibly expand our social media a little bit, uh, whether it be moving to like a TikTok platform, um, either in a YouTube page. Uh, we do have a we do have a Instagram uh, page as well you know, right now. So that's, that's kind of what we're looking at is just explore our social media and try moving forward a little bit that way and get people involved, start doing Q and A's on live uh, with the, with the admin, the mods or anybody that wants to be involved to be, you know, to give out answers, to give out uh, advice, uh, things of that nature. So uh, that would be, my my view of, the, of moving forward so adding this uh what john is already uh saying that uh the youtube channel and other, that kind of stuff uh, we have a lot of fun on the course like on the races like before the pre meet the meetups uh pre-races on um, the expo and in the course as well and the thing is that we try to identify each other um, you know, with the green bow on the chew and uh, the gooders, of course, is one of the identifiers of the group. So we can actually like interact with another uh, members during the races. Um, so we think that the um, like a, a recording on the, the races and stuff, it's going to be like super cool uh, things to add to our group and we can, uh, intra, you know, like other people can see each, uh, them, um, on the races, you know, like, uh, do something for, uh, each race, like the recap for the, for the race and all the, uh, Rondopi members that we, uh, get together as, as a family. One of the things that I really have loved about our group is when we actually get to see each other in person. And it doesn't feel like we're strangers. I mean, I only know these people from the internet. And even the first time I ever met them, they felt like family and like I'd known them forever. Um, so 
to me, I remember the first race that I ran after joining the group and having people on course say, oh, hey, run Dopey, or actually know your name is a game changer. Like you go from, you know, this is a fun race and I'm having a good time to, oh my gosh, like I have all these friends out here. This is really cool. Um, and so that I think is something that's really awesome. And so I'm hoping that we can keep growing our, our meetups and, um, you know, encourage more people to come and to, you know, just actually meet everybody in person so that they don't feel shy saying hi to them on the course or that kind of thing, because we're all super nice and fun and we love meeting everybody. We feel exactly the same way, exactly precisely. I have all these wonderful friends. I talk about them all the time. Some that I've met, some that I haven't met. I agree with Leslie, actually, very much so that the group's very positive. We love meeting people and connecting with people. It's about connecting and supporting and just it's wonderful to feel like you're not alone out there. Um, we've had people join in on running with us and, um, you're going to have friends and support, but we were just talking about off season. We do a lot of stuff off season. So yes, it's a dopey group and a Galilee training group, uh, primarily, but we've actually, we want to motivate ourselves and find interesting and challenging things to do with ourselves off season. So we've actually come up with some uh, challenges amongst ourselves that, that we've now kind of extended into the group. And it actually has had a pretty good success. Like we did um, battles um, where people were running miles for their team. Uh, and every week we'd have a team and people could pick a team and a side and run miles. And we'd tally up um, the distances and announce the winner at the end of the week. Uh, but the fun thing was there was a lot of debates, shenanigans, you know, smack talking, you know, way about which team and whose team was better and why you should join this team and I can't believe you're running for this team we're going to run against my miles are going to go into your miles so how many miles are you running this week because I'm going to you know, cancel, out, cancel your out your miles but it, it motivated people to keep moving off season before training started and then we've kind of started another challenge with um, selfies and photos and kind of stuff like that so yeah as it, as it should be yeah it's fun we, we thought the same thing you know this podcast is less than a year old and when springtime surprise finished, we thought, oh boy, we got a big dead space here off season till we get back. We figured once we got back to the training plans, uh, we'd be good to go. But holy smoke, that went by real fast. And uh, it was fun. And oh, by the way, and once again, audio podcast, but you, you'll be able to identify us by our rise and run wristbands this year which need to get you a bunch of those. The next dream that Christine and I are talking about and dreaming into fruition, how are we going to make this happen, is actually becoming uh, large enough to where we get our own charity bibs and we we partner with a charity and we become a sponsor, a charity within run, not only Run Disney and the Dopey and all, really all of the races, but with other larger races too, founding partnering with one foundation. We have some ideas of who we want to work with and fundraising for them to where our members can get charity bibs through us and we can continue with what we've started on a smaller level, but on a much larger level. So that is where we want to go with this. 
hopefully we're, we're going to dream that one into fruition next. The other thing I want to say for people who maybe are listening to this and thinking, well, I don't know if I could ever run the Dopey Challenge and who are possibly runners, uh, I just want to let them also know that you absolutely don't have to be doing the Dopey to join our group. We welcome all. This is a great place for motivation, for support. And sometimes, and this is such a big thing for me, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Sometimes you have to surround yourself with people who are doing things that you don't think you could do to realize, oh, wait a minute, I can. So if you just love Disney, come join us. If you love running, come join us. But if you think maybe, oh, I could never do that. I don't know if I belong there. No, you belong. Please come. It's a wonderful community. So um, surround yourself with us and you'll be surprised what we will support you into and enable you into doing. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. You, you put me to mind of a quote that I use often. I attribute it to our friend and coach, Chris Twiggs. I don't know if it's original, but he's the guy I heard say it. And he said, if you only do things you know you can do, then how will you know what you can do? I think that that says a mouthful. So and I think that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, th I, I use the same analogy that at some point, no one, no one ever believed that, uh, that a human could run a, you know, sub five minute mile and then a sub four minute mile until someone did it. And then you said, Oh, wow, I guess maybe I can do it. And the barriers got broken. So if someone can can do the Dopey Challenge, if one person can do it, anyone can do it. And this is a great place to start to be supported. And then maybe you don't ever want to do it, but you think it's kind of cool and you love Disney. Join us anyway, because we're just a great place to great, great place to be. Guys, it's been fun, but it's it's coming to a close, I think, here. Uh, but before you leave, we have what's becoming a tradition now. It's. Allie's rapid fire. Okay. So we do have, we have quite a few people. I think we're trying to go for the Guinness book of records for how many guests we can have on one podcast at a time. So this is, this, this is it, ask, Allie. This yeah. is it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask everybody every question, but I'm going to call out your name and I'm going to randomize who gets what question. Are you guys ready? All right. So the first question is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even get through it without laughing. Because I know your answer is already pretty much. Which is better, drinking or eating an Epcot? Leslie. Drinking. <laughs> All right, John. Drinking. And Paula. Same drinking. Um, how many times have you completed Dopey, Paula? Five, I think. Oh, wow. I well, that's incredible. 17, yeah, 17 was my first. I did have one goofy in there related to just scheduling conflicts. But I couldn't come down for the whole thing, but I snuck down for a quick goofy fix and was wonderful. Laura. Completed the Dopey Challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've completed it twice. Um, this, this 2023 will be my third time. Cool. What time do you wake up for the races, Idalis? 1.45 or depending oh on the complexity of the costume. But yeah, mostly like 1.45. And Chris? I'm I'm a uh, a first bus only type of a uh, run Disney runner. I am there before the first bus, and I'm with the same people every morning. So I'm up usually at a one thirty. All right. Um, what's your favorite place to take metal photos, John? My favorite was uh, when I did twenty twenty. I did the Sword and Stone. 
Oh, neat. Ooh, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. Laura. It's got to be Magic Kingdom in front of the castle. We have some yeah, amazing good ones. One. Yeah, we have some amazing ones. We actually, last year, uh, this might be a little extra on it, but last year, uh, we went and placed our medals up, my husband and I, and it was such a picturesque spot that literally any other person, Randopi or not, that I saw with their medals, I said, come over here and take a picture in front of ours because it was already set up. And there were probably at least 50 people who took a, took a Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. In front yeah. of our photo shoot moment for was, sure. For sure. The medals were already hung up. They didn't have to do it. And we yeah. took pictures for them. And I was we just. Posed them. Okay. Come over. Oh, you'll have to show us that. So, because a lot of us are doing our first dopey. So, yeah. Yeah. We got you. Favorite Disney snack right now. So, if you've had a favorite Disney snack in the past, that's fine. But what's your favorite snack right now, Chris? Well, based on my most recent trip to Disney, I would have to say the avocado toast. I knew you were going to say that. that. (laughs) Yeah. You knew it, it was utterly amazing. Usually, I don't go back for anything twice at flour and food or food and wine simply because there's so many things to try and we went back i think three times for avocado toast oh boy the best the best avocado toast i missed it um leslie same question oh my gosh that avocado toast let me tell you i'm just kidding (laughs) it is really good though that was like we were very excited it was back um oh that's a really hard question it might be the churros at nomad lounge it might also be the hi-ho Sunday at Storybrooke Treats. Mm-hmm. And just a special shout out, since you're at Disney World right now, you get a bonus question. What is your favorite Disney snack right now, Idalis? Uh, Dole Whip all the Okay. Oh, yeah. the- and <laughs> yeah. the Dole is amazing. Oh, it's so up on my alley. I love it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. That's great. That was fun. Run, Dopey Gang. We were excited to have you here. We're happy that you did. And I keep saying, your your people are our people. Our people are your people. It's just one wonderful community. But thanks for being here. And we look forward to seeing you at Walt Disney World. And we look forward to having you back here one of these days. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Sure did, Bob. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for us. Thanks, everybody. Okay, gang. Let's take a look at what we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks things are starting to fall into shape for us next week we're excited to talk to lisa the castle runner talk about her experiences at running disney i'm sure that's going to be fun the week after that we have a physical therapist with us Allie's physical therapist as a matter of fact michelle i've already started a thread for questions for a physical therapist and so far guys you're doing a great job of keeping them pretty much general And I think that will be very interesting. Episode 44, Matt will be with us. Matt has done a lot of interesting things. Matt's got the Team Run Disney Facebook group, and he's set up a lot of interesting, interactive, technical things that we're looking forward to talking with him about. And let's look out to episode 45, Jill Angie, not your average runner. Some of you may listen to her podcast. She's got a very popular podcast, and I've, I've listened to it. She'll be a lot of fun, I'm sure. We want to talk about episode 50s coming up towards the end of September. Episode 50, we want to make that our first 
Ask Me Anything episode. You got a question for us? You can ask whatever you want because we don't have to answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can ask anything. Um, but, you know, some suggestions. We've got some experience with Run Disney. Maybe you've got some questions about just the logistics if you've not been down there before for a race. Or if you just have some questions for us. Uh, that'll be cool. It'll be a lot of fun. What we'd like to do on that, we're asking you if you would do your own voice recording and then send us the file. So we'll actually be able to play your question instead of us asking questions that you sent into Facebook and us reading it and said, well, Sarah asked this. We can actually use your voice on that. That'd be pretty cool. Try and keep it, oh, I'd say 30 seconds, 60 seconds max. Uh, you can email the file. Now, I've said it several times while I was talking with the Run Dopey guys, but seriously, you can email it to me, Bob, at riseandrunpodcast.com. Now, if you want to send us a video using your phone, that's fine. Send us that file, and we can strip the audio out of that. That'll be episode 50. All right. You know what that means then, gang? It's time for the race report. Okay, gang, let's take a look on uh Friday and Saturday, I believe it was, let's go out to the West Coast, out to the beautiful Napa Valley for two runs. One Saturday, the Napa Rose 5K. I think that was Friday. I said Saturday. I think that was Friday. And then Saturday was the Napa to Sonoma Half Marathon. Karen ran both of those with a great big group of Run Disney friends. Lots of terrific photographs. Uh, looks like a warm, had a pretty warm day. She had a great run-walk strategy where he, she changed her intervals during the half, which is a, a smart thing to do, and ran a 238 and was very happy with that. As long as we're out on the West Coast, let's stay there. We don't get to the West Coast very often, so we might as well enjoy it. Uh, let's stay in Eugene, Oregon. If you've been watching the World Athletic Championships, You've seen what's going on in Eugene. And our next guest on the Expanded Race Report saw it up close and personal. Jennifer, welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for making the time for us. I know you just got, did you just get back today? I did. I did after a few great days out there watching some of the best yeah. athletes in the sport compete. Awesome. Awesome. That would That's terrific in and of itself. So you're all uh, West Coast jet lagged and you came back to uh, Northern Virginia. So now you're East Coast jet lagged. And but by golly, you made it to the podcast. We're proud of you. Jennifer ran the ASICS Uplift 5K. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Jennifer, I always start with how'd you get started running? And I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that you were probably an athlete in school. Yes. I actually wasn't. I didn't run in either high school or college. Um, when I was in elementary school, my mother put me in kind of a learn to run summer camp done by a, a local group of adult runners. And I enjoyed that. And then I got older and kind of never, never did anything else with it. Um, and then my senior year of college, I started kind of casually jogging. But I should mention that I went to college at Wellesley College, which if you know anything about the Boston Marathon, has a bit of its own history there. It famously comes out and yells and screams at the top of our lungs. Yeah, so after, that's the you know, scream tunnel, right? 
Right, exactly. So after three years of doing that, I was kind of interested in what all of this was about. And so starting my senior year of college, kind of gradually just built up miles with whatever I found online, you know, in terms of basic training plans and just kind of very casually doing it, did that off and on for several years. And then about two years ago, um, just around the time the pandemic started, um, had started to see some growth on my own and decided I really kind of wanted to find out what my potential in the sport might be. So started working with a coach, had never done any kind of speed work before or whatever, and have seen a lot of improvements over the last two years. And I'm really excited to see what the next few years will bring as well. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've been, I, I look on your Facebook page and I see a picture of you breaking a tape, breaking a finishing tape, something I'll never do. I break plates sometimes and cups, but I'll never break a finishing tape. Where was that run? That was a local run at a brewery here in Northern Virginia. And that had actually been kind of a, a secret bucket list item of mine for a while. So that was the first and only time so far I've ever been the first female um, and won a race where I got to actually break the tape. And it was yeah. such an exciting experience to to have. Yeah. Yes. I could see the happiness on your face in the photo. And it's really cool. I mean that. I think that is really, really neat. Um, well, while we're at it and talking about, we'll get to Eugene in a second. You ran Boston this year too, right? I did. And Boston was particularly special for me, not only because, you know, it's such a goal for so many of us, but also having been at Wellesley and kind of having had that be part of the inspiration for my getting into the sport in the first place, it is just an amazing experience. The crowds are like nothing else. The entire city comes out for it. And it just, you know, it, it's surreal and emotional the the whole whole way, um, way on. And it's just a very special, special moment, particularly that last turn. But from from Hoppington on, just people the entire way supporting supporting everyone. Left on Boylston, we debate it here all the time, which is the more iconic turn, left on Boylston or right on Main Street. Did you see a dancing roller skating bear at mile six when you ran? Because that was me. (laughs) (laughs) I will be honest, at mile six, I was still in the zone and the crowds, you know, particularly at at my pace in that field, I, I was on a great, great pace because those those first couple of miles, especially Boston is not a course to try and negative split. Yeah. That so it it all I I remember it, but sometimes I would think I would remember that, but I probably You're don't. not the only one who missed me, which is strange. <laughs> she was in the zone, Allie. Yep. She missed you. But I'm sure a bunch of folks saw you. That's cool. Well, Jennifer, tell us about the uh the A six five K out on the you were actually on the men's marathon course and I think you told me it was at the time the race was going on or? Yeah, it was a very special event that ASICS put on um, during World Track and Ch- Field Championships during the marathon weekend. Um, it was open to the general public. Um, it did have a pace requirement of a 10 minute mile because they had to be able to clear the course. So you have to be able to complete the 5K in 31 minutes. So we all had to be out there at uh, 6 a.m. so that they could close the course. We're on one side of the road. Uh, people like Galen Rupp are are getting ready to start the men's marathon on the other side of the road. They take off at 6.15, and then two minutes later, we take off for the 5K on the same course. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great one. 
No, no wonder you flew across the country for it. That's a terrific event. Uh, any other special memories? That sounds like a fun one. It was certainly special. You know, running down Main Street is always a great memory for those of us that are are Disney fans. But I think this is something that's going to stick around for a while, getting to to run a couple of segments of the course. You know, of course, we didn't run the full loop since it was only a, a 5K. It was, uh, to, to reference Boston, it was definitely a wicked fast. Um, <laughs> a, <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm in, currently training for Chicago, so right. I wasn't full out racing it because I had another nine mile training, nine miles of training afterwards to, to get to my 14 to 15 for, for my long run that day. For the day. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, we already talked. I know you got Boston and I'm sorry. I know you've got Chicago coming up. Um, what do you got coming up at Disney? Anything right now? So I'm hoping to do springtime surprise, you know, waiting, waiting to hear those details and, and waiting to see what registration looks like, but hoping to get down there, um, this spring. August 23rd for that registration. I will only tell you that as crazy as uh, the January registration was for marathon weekend, princess registration was just happened was completely sane. So let's hope that springtime's pretty good also. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. It seems like it was at least back to just normal run Disney insanity <laughs> instead of instead of January. Oh, it was crazy. We, yeah, we have no inside information, but it we would just tell you from our experience, it was a whole lot better. All right, Jennifer, we're almost done now, but you know at the end of these, Allie's got some rapid fire questions. Go for it, Allie. You're in the hot seat now. What is your favorite race distance? Probably the a toss up between the half marathon and the full marathon. So the half marathon, I would say, is my best distance. But there's something about the full marathon that's just special. That's correct. <laughs> I feel like I always have to say <laughs> correct or incorrect. <laughs> but even though there's no real answer. Uh, line up for a parade at Disney or enjoy the smaller lines at all the rides? So I'm definitely a rides girl. I am one to skip out on the parades and fireworks and go hit Space Mountain or Tower of Terror or even better if you can hit something while like the fireworks or the parade are going off yeah. that you can mm -hmm. see them from. Oh, yeah. For sure. oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I do. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think you're in the right crowd here. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, Jennifer, again, we love the fact I love these segments. I love meeting new people and uh, our friends. It's great. We appreciate you taking the time to join us and uh, good luck with your running. Thanks. It was great to join you guys. Okay. Jennifer, thank you. I, I'm really getting a kick out of these extended race reports. By the way, if you got a better name than that, let me know that too. I'm not excited about the extended race report, but it's been fun doing it. And so far, everybody I've asked has hopped on. If you are interested, I'll remind you again, if you're interested and you would like to be on the race report with us, do things, be part of the run Disney podcast, Facebook group so that I have a way to get in touch with you and let us know when you're running in that race file that we keep in all of our Facebook group pages. If you got any questions on that, let me know. But if you do those two things, then eventually we'll get to you because I'm not going to double up until we've gotten to everybody who's had a chance to do it. Uh, let's look at some other races. Let's see. I got one I want to finish on, but I got a couple other. Jerris 
who's in the Run Disney motivational team, first timers at, he's in that group. He put up some super pictures of the run he did, the DC Run Superheroes. It's a series of runs, actually, that takes place throughout the country. Ironically, this one was in DC. Uh, nice medals. The DC Superhero 5K. That's fun. Nice medals, nice photos. Thank you, Jerris. While we're all sweltering, our friend Wendy in Australia, you may, be, may remember Wendy and her husband Ross way back talking about Achilles International in one of the early episodes that we had. So Wendy's in Australia, which is, of course, it's wintertime in Australia. She did a park run. Wendy and Ross do park runs all the time. She did a park run. It was... 37 degrees. Now she reported it in Celsius. I forget what it was, but it's 37 degrees Fahrenheit, windy and rainy. And it was really windy. Winds are like 60 kilometers per hour. Real feel, 15 degrees. I'm out of here. 15 degrees, windy and rainy. No, thank you. I'm not doing that. Wendy, you are a heartier soul than I. Good for you. Speaking of heartier souls than I, I've talked about it several times, but our friend, our coach, our mentor, Chris Twiggs, did that Hard Rock 100, and he kicked butt. He, yes, he, he did. A, yes, he, he did. Yeah, he had a personal <laughs> goal. He had a personal goal of 40 hours. He finished in 38 hours and 40 minutes, which means he got to finish when the sun was still up this time, which was really cool. I didn't even know he had it. I just assumed he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he talked about it a bit, said he felt like he actually could have done a little faster, but uh, he was doing 10 minute miles at the end. He was, he was doing 10 minute miles. At That's the insane. End I can't even imagine. hundred no, miles. Not at all. 33,000 feet up, 33,000 feet down. Cause it's a closed loop. Unbelievable. Uh, and the altitudes that they're at, if you have never experienced just trying to walk and breathe at 12, 13, 14,000 feet, <sighs> what a challenge. Really neat. I, I hope we have him on. I'm going to try and get Chris on here uh, later in August to give us a long report on the hard rock. Okay, that's it. Let's look at next week on Saturday, I think. Saturday. It's either Saturday or Friday. <laughs> in Dade City, Florida. Lara, L-A-R-A. I got to find out if that's Lara or Lara. I'll find out. But I'm going to go with Lara right now is running the Skunk Ape 30K. She's doing an ultra. Good for you, Lara. She's, that that she's, is one medal I want to see. Skunk Ape? That's Skunk Ape. Well, intriguing. Greg, if you, can get, if you can get with us a little bit early next week, you'll get a chance to ask because Lara's going to be here with us for the extended race report. Oh, perfect. Or whatever we decide to name it by then. And uh, our buddy Mandy, who we also featured... Mandy was actually the first guest we had on this show in episode three, I think. We talked about her experiences at the Boston Marathon in 2021. But Mandy's running the damn half marathon, D-A-M. It's the thing that holds water. I'm not swearing at you, okay. In Grand Rapids, Ohio. And I'm sure in true form mandy will kick butt in that thing because by golly that's what mandy does all right before we call it an evening 
John, any reviews this week? Yes, we got some uh, reviews from DW4Me, Costumes and Much More. Great episode once again. I started the podcast while walking out for plus seven mile run, and it right ended right when the walking through the front door. Perfect Beautiful. timing. Beautiful. That's we planned that. Yeah, we did. It took it took a while. You give Greg credit for that. He edited it just perfectly for you. Nicely done, Greg. Thank you. As for the theme of the half and half at Wine and Dine, it says on the Run Disney website that the half celebrates the music and magic of the United States. So I'm designing a shirt that says I run on Cash, Stewart, and Carter as they are my favorite. P.S. Dew point is seventy five. <laughs> so that dew point is a big one now, Bob. Yeah, and seventy five is is pretty daggum high. That'll that's when it really starts to get to you. So good for you, good for you for hanging in there. Uh, uh, appreciate the comments. Thank you very much. And yeah, good for you for getting out there. And that dew point is seventy five. Not easy. What else you got, John? I got a uh, Jamie Joe twenty two. Amazing show. I stumbled upon this show while planning for my first half marathon and simultaneously planning two Disney trips for the fall. I broke my foot last year and started following the Galloway method to ease into training and prevent injury. I've actually never participated at one Disney event, but it is a definitely a bucket list item for me now that I've started running. The podcast is equally informative, entertaining. I look forward to each week and I can't wait to sign up for my first run Disney event in 2023 to hopefully meet this wonderful crew outstanding thank you very much and you know we feel the same way and you're doing you're doing the right thing using the Galloway method to come back from an injury that's a smart move uh, that's one of that's one of Jeff's reasons to, number one reason is to prevent injury but it's also a great way to come back and yeah you know anytime you're down there we'll be looking for you thanks you say you had one more John yes run k dub run a fun and motivational podcast I'm not sure how I found the rise and run podcast but I'm glad I did they have lots of great information on Disney runs and running in general. I love it so much. I've gone back to the beginning to listen to the older shows. Aww. We don't know how you found it. But we're glad you found it too. Uh, don't forget, you can join us on Facebook, Rise and Run Podcast Group. You can join us on Instagram, Rise and Run Pod. And I think that's and all we got. And email Bob right at com. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a good way to wrap it up, Allie. Thank you. It's a Zoom week, guys. It's a Thursday night Zoom week. So with this releases Thursday, we'll be on Zoom Thursday night, July 21st. I'll have the login instructions on our Facebook sites. So that does it for another episode of the Rise and Run podcast. I hate to see him come to an end, but we'll be back next week. So until then, my friends, and if you run, you are my friend. We look forward to seeing you next week. Happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.